Now today's daf, Gimel Ahmed Beis, which begins at the bottom of Gimel Ahmed Aleph, actually, in a way, is the beginning is coming to resolve this contradiction, the steer and the prices. In the in Mishnah, actually. In the Mishnah and Shabbos, Rehuda seems to say that foods are included, or sorry, Rehuda holds foods are not included in the Gzev Mashiach and in the Mishnah in Erevin regarding Yamtev, a beta that's more than the first day of Yamtev, it sounds like it's us, or it is included in this Gzeir of Mashkin Shazavu. That's the stira. So Rechonin said we have to change around the shitas in the Mishnah in Shabbos so that Rabbi Huda always holds that it is included. Foods are included, they're abundant, they're not included. That's Rabbi Yochanan. But now we begin on the top of Gimel Amabe is Ravina. Ravina suggests a different terrace. What's the terrace to the stira? Ravina, Amar, Laolam, Loi, Tebuch. Don't switch anything around. Don't change any shitas around. Rabbi Yehuda Taka in the Mishnah and Shabbos says that as soon as it's considered a food, the grapes are meant to be eaten and the olives are meant to be eaten, and what comes out of it is food, it's not included in the gzera. And following that, a beitza could not be included in the gzera. It only includes liquids. So how could Rabbi Yehuda say in the Mishnah and that on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, a beitza that's noiled is asr, on the second day it's mutter, but on the first day it's asr. He's talking to the Rabbanan according to their shita, meaning the following. Yehuda says, according to me, even on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, shari, it's mutter. Why is it mutter? It's a food. It's like a piece of food that broke off. There's no gzera. Mashkin Shezavu talks about a liquid coming out of a food, not a food coming out of a food. So, when your beitza lays an egg, that's a food coming out of a food, and that's a mutter. According to Yehuda, there's no shayla, even on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, Ella, but he says to you, the Rabbanan, according to you, you hold, in the Mishnah and Shabbos, right, the Rabbanan were the ones who were chadik in Yehuda, and they said, even when your anafim are meant to be eaten, and even when your zezim are meant to be eaten, and it's a food, what flows out of them is still included in the gzera, even though it's a food. You hold, then, that a beitzah is also going to be aser. But even according to you, admit to me, at least... On the second day of Rosh Hashanah, it should be mutter. Why should it be mutter on the second day of Rosh Hashanah? Even on the first day, it's asr, because it's including the gzera. The second day, it's mutter. The shtei kedusha saying because the first day and the second day are two separate kedushas. What that means to say is, just like every two days of yamtiv, one of the days is yamtiv, the other day is not yamtiv. We don't know which is the right day, and we treat them both as yamtiv, but really only one of them is the right day. That's what it means when it says two kedushas. And therefore, if the beitz, if the first day was Rosh Hashanah and the second day is not Rosh Hashanah, you can have a beitz on the next day. And if the first day wasn't Rosh Hashanah, so the next day is Rosh Hashanah, but the beitz was born the day before, on Rosh Hashanah, and it's mutter. That's what Yehuda holds. The army, the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan said to Yehuda, no, it's not true. Two days of Rosh Hashanah, kedusha achasi, it's one kedusha. Now this. It's a very chash of a gemara. It's a very chash of a point here. Just to clarify, you have to know this, that there's a diff- the fundamental difference between two days of Yamtev, of uh, any Yamtev, like Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, and two days Yamtev of Rosh Hashanah. What's the difference? Why do we keep two days Yamtev of uh, Pesach, Shavuos, or Sukkot? Because people live far away from Yerushalayim, far away from where they made the Rosh Chodesh, on which day they made the Rosh Chodesh, didn't know about it. And sometimes they would be keeping Pesach, not knowing which day was actually Pesach. Oh, but on Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, even in Yerushalayim, they tell me that a suffix. Even in Yerushalayim, they didn't know if the Edim were going to come because Rosh Hashanah only starts when the Edim come to testify, oh, today's Rosh Chodesh, then it's Rosh Hashanah. And sometimes they wouldn't even know they would start the day treating it like Rosh Hashanah until which point in time that the Edim would come. Now, what if the Edim didn't come till very, very late? So, basically, it was a very confusing situation. And the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, even in the Mishnah, that Basically, when they come after Mincha, after the Zman of Mincha, they decide one of their Mishnah says that 
And basically, if the Edom don't come until Mincha time and on, they would say, it doesn't matter whether the Edom come or not, today is Rosh Hashanah, and tomorrow will be Rosh Hashanah. Basically, they made two days of Rosh Hashanah. And when we keep two days of Rosh Hashanah, even far away from Yerushalayim, we're keeping two days of Rosh Hashanah because of a special Takana, but there's always two days of Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, that's called Kedush So that means there's a special Takana in Rosh Hashanah, Midrabanan, that we have two days of Rosh Hashanah. And in fact, in our calendar, Aleph and Beis, two days of Rosh Hashanah, Aleph and Beis. Okay, so that would be a good Teretz, that's Ravina's Teretz. Ravina Bredevula, Martin Ravina Bredevula says another Teretz. He says, you know what? This Mishnah in Erevin, the Mishnah that says that on the first day it would be Aser, what's the problem? Pacha, the Mishnah in Erevin that Rabbi Yehuda holds that the Beit says Aser in the first day, you know what it's talking about? The Tanagailas, I met as a God of him. It's talking about the Tanagailas that is designated not for a Shechita, not to be eaten as a food, it's not a food of It's the God of it's an animal. And we learned that an animal according to Yehuda, is Mokta, and the bait that comes out of it is Naila. Yehuda Tamei and Yehuda, who's talking? Yehuda. Yehuda is the Tamei, the Shitaso. The same Mokta, he holds a Mokta. So Bechlal, there's no problem. Rabbi Yehuda, in other words, Rabbi Yochanan was the one who said yesterday, on yesterday's Amr, that there's a stira here. Ravina, Brader Rula says there's no stira. There's only a stira if you understand that the problem with the Beitza is that uh, it's Xerim Ashkishazavu. But if it's Rabbi Yehuda talking, it could be a different problem. It could be Mokta. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to go on. We have, let's not forget, we have four Shittas. We have Rav Nachman, we have Rabbah, we have Rav Yosef, and we have Rav Yitzchak. So we're going to have a Kasha, and we'll see who the Kasha is on. The Brisa says, Echad Beitza Shenolda B'Shabbos, Vechad Beitza Shenolda B'Yamtev, Ein Metalt Linosa. Right? That's like the case of the Mishnah. This Beitza Shenolda on Shabbos, the Beitza Shenolda on Yamtev, the Beitza is Aser. And Ein Metalt Linosa, Lola Chasos Ba. As a kli, you can't carry it. Certain things, certain muksas, you can carry to use them. This beitza is muksa, and you can't be metal to it, not to use it as a cover for a kli. Not to use it as a support to you know, hold up a bed. You know, they say a beitza, you put it, um, you put it right side up. It can carry a lot of weight, and you could use it to hold a bed. But it's aser. Aval, but kofi as a kli. But even though you cannot carry the beitza, you could cover. The beitzah with another kli, meaning to say, there's an issue to be metal to the beitzah itself to carry the beitzah itself, but there's no issue to carry something else for the sake of the beitzah. Meaning, there's no issue to carry something that's not muktza for the sake of something that is muktza. And Rashi points out that this is not like the sheet of Rav Yitzchak and the Gemara elsewhere deals with this. Okay, that's the brayso. The brayso says that the beitzah itself is muktza. Now, even though the brayso applies it as muktza and we said only according to Rav Nachman is the Beitza Moksa. According to Rabbah, it's this problem of Achana, and according to Rav Yitzchak and Rav Yosef, it's, a, it's included in the Gzer of Maskin, Shazavu, or Persan Oshim. That's okay because once something becomes Aser, whether it's Aser because of the problem of Achana, whether it's Aser because of the problem of Mashkin Shazavu, or whether it's Aser because of the problem of Persan Oshim, it'll automatically be considered Moksa. So, okay, that's what it means over here. It's muksa For whatever reason, it's muksa. That's not a question on anybody. But, says the Raisa, you can, co- you can cover it, b'shul shalti shavars, it shouldn't break. Says the Raisa, if it's sveika, but if it's a safik, what does it mean if it's a safik? L'chayr, it means if it's a safik, if it was nailed on Shabbos, 
or on Erev Shabbos. If there's a Suffolk Yiv who is not on Yom Tov, Erev Yom Tov, Asura. It's still Asur. Meaning, even in the case of a Suffolk, it's still Asur, not but. I said but. And even if it's a Suffolk of a Beit Sashin Lodav Shabbos or Nezal Yom still Asur. It means it's Asur, and even the Suffolk of it is Asur. If you desire a and if it gets mixed up in a thousand, meaning even in a Taraivis, cool and Asur is all the other thousand eggs that it gets mixed up with are all Asur. So how do you understand this rice? The rice says that the bait says asr. Even if it's a suffix about it, it's asr. And even in a taraivis, it's asr. So how do we understand this? Let's go through the shitas. Mishum the rabba, according to rabba, Dharma, who says the problem with the bait says mishum because it's a din, right? Rabba says it's a din that anything that's going to be used to be eaten on Shabbos or Yom Tov has to be prepared from a weekday. And if Yom Tov is on a Sunday, the bait said that was nailed on Yom Tov was prepared yesterday. And is an iser, and this is an iser mamish, and this is According to rabba. If the bait is asura, then the suffix is also going to be asura. You know why? Have a sveika deraisa, v'chol sveika deraisa l'chomra. It's going to be a suffix deraisa, and we know any suffix deraisa we go l'chomra. Ella, but l'rav Yosef, according to Rav Yosef, according to Rav Yitzchak, incidentally, the Gemara doesn't discuss Rav Nachman. Perhaps the simplest reason is because Rav Nachman, the Gemara already rejected his pshat. Other Mepharshim give other explanations. But anyway, according to Rabbah, it's good, but asks the Gemara, according to Rav Yasef, according to Rav Yitzchak Dami, they say that the reason why the Beit Zazaser, the Beit Zazaser and Shabbos, the Yadavazaser is Mishum Gzeira, is because of Gzeira, right, whether it's the Gzeira of Mashkin Shazavu, or the Gzeira of Peyaz and Eichim, but it's certainly Mishum Gzeira, according to them, L'chaira, if it's Vadei Nailer and Shabbos Yom Tov, okay, it's Aser. But if it's only a Suffolk, how are we Machmir a Suffolk? L'chaira Sveikul Drabanani, it's a Suffolk Drabanan. It's a Suffolk if it was Nailer and Shabbos. Even if it's Nailer and Shabbos or Yom Tov, it's only Asmir Drabanan. So if there's a Suffolk, Sveikul Drabanani. And what's the Klaal of a Chol Sveikul Drabanan? The Kula. In every Sveikul Drabanan, the Din is equal to Kula. So the Gemara answers, Seifa, that Seifa, that line, meaning there's three lines in the Brizer. The first line says, the Beit Shinailad is Mukta. The second line says, and if there's a suffix about it, it's Asr. So that line we're calling the Seifa. The Seifa is not talking about the same Beitza as the Reisha. Seifa, Asan the Suffolk Trefa. That's talking about another case. Rashi explains the Brice was talking about Beitzim. It's giving over the Lachas of Beitzim. The first Lacha was a Beitza that's born on Nailat on Shabbos, Yamtaf. The second Lacha is a Beitza that is a suffix, different kind of a suffix. Suffolk, if it was born from a chicken, a Tarnagoyles, that was a Trefa or not a trefa. If it's born from a trefa, it's asr. If it's not born from a trefa, it's mutter. So that's what it means. Seifa, asan, the suffix trefa. The seifa is referring to a suffix trefa. And then, that's taka suffix deraisa. A base that comes from a trefa is a, is a deraisa. And if we have a suffix, if it came from a trefa, that'll be suffix deraisa. And we taka goluchamra. Very good. The only problem is, iachi, what do you, in other words, if in order to explain the Mishnah like Rav Yitzchak and Rav Yisif, that you have to say that when it says suffix, asura means a suffix trefa for a different kind of a suffix yachi and a seifa. But let's tackle with the seifa. The next line, the third line, the third line, the third din in the brisa is nisarva be'alef. If it gets mixed up with another thousand kul and asur, they're all asur. But one second, why are they all asur? Right, we have to explain that line also. What happened to the halacha of bittel? Everyone knows in a taroves when something gets mixed up with other things, there's a din called bittel. So why is this beitza? Not going to be battle. We explained why, if it's a suffix, if it's asr or not, it could be asr, because maybe it's a suffix treifa and it's a suffix derais lechumra. But why, when it gets mixed up with other beitzim, is that going to be asr? You see, if we say like Rabbah, meaning if we learn that the Bryce is taka talking about a beitzah that might have been bore, might have been nailed on Shabbos, Yamta, might have been nailed on a weekday, right? 
So now, why is it Asr? It's Asr because it might have been early on Shabbos, right? Let's say we call it Hachana like Rabbah. So this is the Raisa, if it was born on Shabbos or Yom Tov, it wasn't, and it was after another Shabbos or Yom Tov, so it's Asr. So that's the Suffolk the Raisa. But in such a Suffolk, we'd have to be Machmir, even in a Tarovas, and we couldn't have Bittu. Why not? Because Havidover, Sheesh, Lomatir, that's something that has Matirim. It has a something going to be matter. What does that mean? It means to say that this beitzah that's asr, when it's not on Shabbos, of course, if you wait till Matzah Shabbos, it's mutter. A beitzah that's laid on Shabbos, you can't eat it on Shabbos. Or if it's laid on Yom Tov, you can't eat it on Yom Tov. You wait till Matzah Shabbos, Matzah Yom Tov, then you can eat it. Ah, so that's called a dover shiyesh lomatir, and it's going to have a heter. And Rashi says there's a big chumrah here. There's a dinder, it's a whole simon and shulchan arach, that a dover shiyesh lomatirin, is never about even in a thousand, it's not about Why is it not about Because we say, Bittal, why should we resort to Bittal when it's going to be Mutter anyway? Meaning, if I don't have to resort to Bittal anyway, I wait a little bit, it'll be Mutter anyway, let's not resort to Bittal. So it's such halacha. So if Rabbah is correct, if the Pshat and the Brisa is at the base that's born on Yom Tiv, is Asr because it's a din of Muchan, and even when it's a Suffolk, it's a Suffolk the Raisa like Rabbah. So then I understand why it goes on to say, and even if it gets into a Taraifas, it's not bottle because it's a Davr Sheshlamatirian, and since it's going to be Mutter anyway, why should I rely on Bittal? And it's therefore Asr, right? The Nusach is, if you could, why, why eat it when it's Asr? I eat Bittal when you can anyway wait and eat it better. So that works nicely according to Rabbah, Ela E. Amrit, but if you're going to say, right, that the Brisa is like Rav Yitzchak and Rav Yisif. And the line about Suffolk Suffolk means Suffolk Trefa. So one second. A Suffolk Trefa, let's say it's Aser. If it's Aser, it's Aser forever. It's never going to be Mutter. That's something that's not going to have a heter. No one's going to be Matter that bait, so that's a Suffolk Trefa. It's Aser forever. So now it gets mixed up with a thousand baits. Why isn't it Batabarov? So Lachaira, it's very difficult to learn this price so like Rav Yitzchak and like Rav Yasef. Because if you learn like Rav Yitzchak and Rav Yasef, it has to be talking about a Suffolk Trefa. Once it's talking about a Suffolk Trefa, how can we explain the next line that it's not bottle? Why shouldn't it be bottle? It's not a davar sheesh lamatirin. It says, what are you going to tell me? If you're going to say, maybe no. It's not a davar sheesh lamatirin, and still it's not bottle. Why not? What are you going to tell me? Beitza chashuva. A beitza is chashuv. And something chashv is not batal. Now this is another big yisayid. Another chashv yisayid in Hilchas Taravis. Right? Anything that gets mixed b'rayv, so we say that it's batal, it's lost in the rayv and it's batal. But there's a klal, a general klal, there's many examples of it, but something that's chashv is not batal. Like a beria is chashv, it's not batal. A chaticha really skabit, something you'd treat guests to, you'd be mechabit guests with, is chashv, it's not batal. And there's a general idea. That something chashiv is not bottle. So maybe what you could say is the reason why this beitza is not bottle is because it's a davar chashiv. And a davar chashiv is not bottle. Just to understand, what's the svar? Why is a davar chashiv not bottle? It's very pashat. Because bittel means you lose your identity, right? You, one thing gets mixed up with another, a few things. So I just see the, 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 I just see the whole klal. I just see everything. I don't see any units. But dvarim chashuvim, they're so chashiv, so important. I always see each individual thing. You know, a davar chashiv never loses its identity. It always, it always stands out. So that's the idea. So maybe the pshat is, yeah, we're talking about a suffix trefa, but still it's not bottle. You know why it's not bottle? Because it's so chashev. A base is chashev and it's not bottle. So the question is, is that so chashev or is that not so chashev? Meaning the question is, there's different degrees of chashev. I can define something as being chashev because uh, a very, you know, many different things, many different ways of defining chashev. So in order to explain this b- 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 b
we're going to get into a mission that the Gemara is going to bring, and in that Mishnah, there's a sheet of Rabbi Meir, and there's two ways to learn out Rabbi Meir, and according to one of the ways, so this would be okay. In other words, we could say according to one of the ways that this is considered chashuv, and according to the other way to learn Rabbi Meir, it's not chashuv. So let's see it inside now. So the Gemara, what are you going to say? A base is chashuv, and therefore it's not batal. Han That works good according to the Mandiyamar in this mission that we're going to see. Kol shadar kolunas shenu. Kol shadar kolunas means anything that it's sometimes the way to count it. Meaning to say that the the definition of something chashuv is anything that it's the derech. It's you know, it's normal to sometimes count it individually, meaning as opposed to always counting, you know, measuring it, just weighing it, or selling it in a bundle, you sometimes count them out one by one. Anything that sometimes counted one by one, so according to that, Mandiyamar, Taka, Beitza would be like that, because a Beitza, sometimes you sell Beitza, you sell eggs, you know, in you know, a whole bag full, a whole container full, other times you sell one, two, three, four, five, six. So if the definition of Chashib is something that sometimes, you know, because of its Chashibus is, you count them out, so very good. Then we could say a bag is taka included. El but according to the other mandiyamar, according to the other shita, that Ramir in the Mishnah says es shedarko limnos That it means some es shedarko limnos means that which is exclusively that which is the derech to count. It's exclusively counted. In order for something to be chashiv, it has to be it's so chashiv that we never sell it. You know, in bulk, you never sell. Uh, a, a certain weight of them. You always sell them by units. One, two, ten, twenty. Always. So a is not like that. Sometimes a beitza is sold like that, but not all the time. According to that, Mandiyam, Michael, Amemar. Another thing we're just going to bring the Mishnah where we see this, but ultimately the point is to bring out this point. The point is to bring out that it's not so pashat that a beitza would be include, would be considered a Chashav. We'll see right now how do you define a Dabr Chashav. It says in the Mishnah, Someone has Chavilei Tilt, it means bundles of fenugree. Of Kilaikarim, meaning the Fenugri grew in a, in a vineyard and they became Kilayim, and they're Asr by no, and you have to burn them, Yidaleku. So you burn them, it's Asr, that's the din. You have bundles of Fenugri, burn them. Nisarvu Bacharyos, what happens if they get mixed up with other bundles of Fenugri that are Mutter? And we have the Gears of Yacheros, Bacharyos, and that gets mixed up with others. That's a shail of those words. I won't discuss that right now. But if you have a Taroves, Kula and Yidaleku, you have to burn everything. Meaning to say there's no Bittel here. There's no Bittel of Kilaikarim. Divri Yabi Merit. The Chachamim are the Chachamim say no, there is bittel. Yalu ba'achos u'masayim. Let them be bottle one in two hundred. Now, okay, yalu is an interesting word. According to Rashi, yalu means what you do is if you have one falling into two hundred, you, you take away one. Yalu, one of them comes out, and then you sort of assume that's the one that fell in, and then everything else is mutter. Others learn that yalu just means you know it's bottle. It's another word for saying it's bottle one in two hundred. In any event, the Chachamim hold that there's bittel here. The shear of bittel in Arla is one in two hundred, and kilayim is one in two hundred. But according to Rabbi Meir, there's no bittel. Why is there no bittel here? Why is a chavile tilton? Why are these bundles of fenugreek not bittel? Shai Rabbi Meir Omer, es because Rabbi Meir used to say es shedarko limnos mekadish, es shedarko limnos, right? Sounds like that which is always counted. That which it is the way to count. Meaning fenugreek when you sell it, you sell it by Units, pieces, one, two, three, four. That which is counted like fenugreek, mekadish. Mekadish means it asers, it makes something aser, makes something like kodesh, and it makes it aser. No, ain't no mekadish. Not everything that you count is so chashev. It's not going to be mekadish. It's not going to make things aser. Ella, only shisha dvarim There's only six things that are so chashev that don't make other things aser. Rabbi Kiva Omer, not only six things. Shiva, there's seven things that are so chashev that they make other things aser. 
That means according to the Chachamim, six or seven things are so chashev. According to Bimeir, no, not only six or seven things. The definition is es things that you always count. If you always count them, that's enough to make anything considered chashev. Uh, what are the seven things? The six, the six things, and these are they. It goes, the perech is brittle, walnuts, remind me, badan, and pomegranate from a place called badan. The chavi is tuma, is sealed barrels of wine. The chalfe tarden, um, like, like heads or stocks, 